Mommy. Mm-hmm. Mommy. Mm-hmm. I'm alone. Good morning, dear listeners. <laughs> That's the best way to open a show. With Alice and Janie and with, Anna like, doing incest? mommy. Was that right. incestuous at all? A little, it got a little creepy there, but, but you but know. Mom, you're really sexy. Oh, yeah. Things, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, dear listeners, Allison Janney is here with us. Hi, dear listeners. She was Hi. reading in her dressing room and we dragged her out over here. I, we um, love it when you're here. Thank you so much. I love to come over here and sit with you guys. And you're the best at doing the ad reads with us. I am? Yes. Oh, good. We love it hey, when dear you do. listeners, guess what? It's ad read time, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> but before we get to ad reads, I do uh, want to read a letter. Okay. This feedback. is a little bit of different, no, different, different type of feedback. Different, different okay. type of feedback. All right, all okay. Right. The subject is, Anna, you're the reason I am getting married. Oh. Hi, Anna and Sim. I've been a huge fan and avid listener since the fall of 2017. I was able to follow along with Sim's love life from the beginning, which has led me to meet the love of my life. In the beginning episodes, Anna always talked about Sim's wonderful girlfriend, Amy, and how the Hinge app brought them together. The more she went on about how wonderful Amy was, the more I was like, wow, maybe I should check this app out. Lo and behold, that is how I met Tyler. Tyler is the most amazing man I've met and my best friend. And without this podcast, who knows if our paths would have ever crossed. And now we are getting married. Oh, We will be getting married July 27th, 2019. And it is all thanks to Anna and Sim. I know Anna is ordained and this may be a long shot, but she is more than welcome to marry us or just to come eat cake is fine too. I just want to say thank you times a million for having a hilarious podcast full of great advice and helping me find the love of my life. And congrats to Sim and Amy on their beautiful marriage and son. Love you both, Hannah. Hannah, congratulations. That is so fucking awesome. And I would love to be, be the what, like the minister. You're, are you yeah. promising this right now? No. No, you can't. I can't. I can't, I, I can't promise anything, but I... Well, you did a great I, job for me. Did I? I loved it. We loved I, it. I, I, was that, I was about to tell Hannah that I was kind of shitty. No, you weren't. That's sweet, but I was a little no, bit. No, no, you know, like me, you I didn't were great. do any research. I was do, like, oh, do you wait, didn't have to. I just wanted you to be and... you. <laughs> <laughs> do you know this, Allison? I was like, oh, I, I guess I, did, I, didn't, now I only it's heard time good reports for you guys to promise love <laughs> to each other forever. Um, Hannah, I'm, that makes me so happy. Thank you so much. And yeah, please let's be in touch. I don't know where you are. I'll have sweet Michael Sherman. Uh, yeah, we'll get. We should, let's get her a gift. Um, That's a good idea. Or We're I get could, her a gift. Uh, She's in Iowa. I could also dance really obnoxious. Well, I could do both. I could. Uh, what do you mean co- dance? Do you want to do obnoxiously at the wedding? Yeah. Well, let's find out where the wedding is and maybe. Yeah. Do you want to go, Allison? Yeah. Sure. Well, I'll just go and just show up at the reception and be dancing, and everyone let's will still go. Was that? You might have to deliver mm-hmm. a monologue. <laughs> I can. Uh, I can. I can work something up. All right. I know. Um, Hannah, thank you and congratulations. That is that. It just that makes like my month. Uh, truly, that's so amazing. I love that. No, I've, I'm really touched by that. I feel a little embarrassed too. Why? I don't know. It feels very humbling. It is, but it's nice. It's wonderful. It's wonderful.
Maura. Yes. Maura? Mora. Mora. Fuck. Well, Maura is how Italian they, in Italy they say it. it's much prettier. Mora so Tierney, <laughs> dear listeners, is here. And okay, uh, Anna. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> it's like so too uh, like vowels. Uh, it's all right. I don't know fucking anything. But thank you so much yes, for you being do. here. So, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Hey, um, all right. So can we talk a little bit about multicam? Yeah. Because I hate the categorization of comedic. I do too. Versus dramatic actor. I agree. Yeah, no, I think it's true. I think it's sort of like if someone says, oh, that's she's a talented comedic actress. I don't think that's any different from just being a talented actress or actor. I think it's just about commitment to the material. I completely agree. Like sincerity of character. Yeah. But do you think that stems from a critical opinion within a community that, that hasn't actually experienced? I think maybe to a certain extent. I mean, I did a multi-camera show for... Yeah, news radio, which was fucking great. four years or five years, which was super fun. And I miss that a lot of times. What what do you miss about it? I miss rehearsing for four days or Mm -hmm. in the end for three. I miss the audience coming in. Like there was that feeling I really miss. My thing that I miss a lot is because all the writers were so great. And the actors too, of course. But when something wasn't working, when we were taping the show and we'd try it, okay, it was just not working and then like four of the writers would come out on stage and they'd just brainstorm and they were so hilarious and they'd just pitch fixes to the joke and then we'd try two or three and it was just happening right there. It was very creative and really fun. Did you ever feel like as the writers got to know you, they could like sort of fine tune a joke? Because I think about this in terms of it is a format multicam where it feels like if if the writers sort of know your personality strengths, which is something that I say with resistance because as an actor, I want to be able to, you know, shape shift and whatnot. Right. But that is a format where it feels like if they know sort of my strengths and weaknesses well, as I am as a human, then they can tap into sort of that for comedic effect. Yeah. But don't you think that's, I understand I want to shape shift too. And I would like to be able to be, do much broader things or just, I don't know, keep continuing to expand. But I think it's that's part of a writer's job is to understand the poten- the power of the actor. Yeah. And good writers usually do. It becomes a little symbiotic. And I think that's okay, right? Yeah. We have the most brilliant writers. I do wish, and this is my first long-term television. I was thinking, kid. is it like, because we did it for four and a half years, five seasons, but one season, what season are you in? Like season five, six. six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's long. It's, I've learned a lot. It's been incredible. I miss a degree of creative control, which is kind of why uh, I started this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's amazing, though. Oh, thanks. Because you're just creating something with a very strong, specific voice. I think it's amazing. Thanks. I have I do. We talk about this a bit, but I like in this age of being able to control my own narrative, get to know people that I admire and talk to strangers about their issues and give them terrible <laughs> advice. <laughs> but I love them. And I have a theory about advice. What? I feel like a lot of times when one gives someone advice, it's really the advice they want to hear at the moment. Whatever you're telling someone is sort of like what you actually need to hear. Yeah. Does that make yes. sense? Yep, completely. <laughs> like sort of oh, regardless of their problem. That just, that just I don't happen. know. It doesn't happen with us very often though. Sometimes we'll give what? them advice where they had totally no idea it was, it was happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm constantly reflecting on my own life. When <laughs> well, me too. Yeah, advice. of course. Like, I, I'm like, how oh, can yeah. you not sort of? Yeah. Oh God. This is scarring. 
already. I'm so sorry. We're four Maybe minutes I in. I should have limited that to me. Maybe when I give advice, <laughs> I'm giving the advice I want to hear. It's not a universal thing. Your character on The Affair. You were the mirror for the audience. Yeah. You know? And I think that that's a testament to you as an actor because you're so fucking good. And um, I've been thinking a lot about this sort of the term micro expressions. Hmm. When watching you, you're able to admit a lot without doing much at all. And that's something that's that very kind. I really admire. It's a, it's a testament to, to, to who you are and your intelligence. And Oh, thank you. It also, I don't, I mean, that could be a part of self-defense in terms of you have to go to the well over and over again of sadness and infidelity and death and loss and then some more infidelity and then this and that. So like if it was a film, you'd sort of have these scenes once or twice, but we had to go there over a lot. And, over, right. and I think that in terms of A, to keep it interesting and not do the same thing over and over and B, just because it's really hard, I think sometimes restraint is my um, solution to not have to... A, not bore the audience by doing the same thing every time and B, not string myself out, you know, so it could be that. I think it's so brilliant, though, because, you know, I guess over-emoting feels manipulative to an audience because audiences are, they're wise. Yeah, right, 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 right. And so restraint um, is intriguing and very empathetic. And I don't, I don't know how you, like, especially sort of working with the scenes with your family, with your kids and everything, how do you bring that when it's their coverage? How do you do that for them? I try to. I would be like, fuck those bitches. Well, one of the kids, I really can't fucking stand. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Anna, explain what coverage is for uh, our listeners. So when you do a scene in a single format, um, oftentimes, you know, you, you cover one actor's side of things and then you do the other actors. First, you tend to do master or something. And then when you go in for close-ups, you, you do them individually. Um, some actors don't stick around for um, the other actor's turn. Because the camera was not going to see them anyway. Yeah. Right, right, right. That's yeah. happened to me. Really? Yeah. Can you confess who? Yeah, it was John Travolta. I mean, he was a lovely guy. <laughs> sure, but he... <laughs> but he had a real... It was this he many... It was a long time ago. to catch. He, yeah, <laughs> no. he had a contract and it was like that. It was 10 hours, whatever, door to door or something like that. And he really... Door to door meaning from when he lo- left his house to when he arrived back. He, he only would work 10 hours. He was a huge, you know, is still a huge movie star. Primary colors. And so... Oftentimes we'd shoot out John Travolta and he'd leave and his stand-in would come in and like someone else, some disembodied voice would read his part and and they would shoot the rest of our coverage. (laughs) And then, you know what happened is um, Emma Thompson was also in the movie and one day John left. She was like, right, that's it. We're all going. (laughs) She's just done. She's just completely done with it. Oh, Emma. Yeah, she was a shit. She was really great. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I mean, I didn't sweat it too hard. It was just sort of like how it was being done, you know, and that's his prerogative. I think it's less fun to leave. I mean, that's so not fun. Yeah, I agree with you. Doesn't that break some type of actor code? I thought everyone was supposed to do that. It does. No matter. Yeah. Yeah. And you remember it clearly, you know. Yeah. That was like 11 years ago or something. Yeah. I've got a couple of those. Yeah. Do I? No. Do you want to share? You don't have to. Well, I spilled one. You don't have to spill one. Guess what? Yeah. Behind that door, <laughs> John Travolta. I so we wanted to surprise you. 
We didn't know it was going to come up this way, but John, come on out. You have no idea who I am, I'm sure. <laughs> He's got his primary colors on. What were the primary? I mean, I guess it's what? Red, red, red white, and blue. The, but the, those, 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 no, that's the American. No, those aren't a, primary colors. Yeah, primary colors. Primary colors are, all, are yeah, yeah. it was about politics. Red, yeah. blue, and I don't, green or green? yellow. Green. Oh, wow. All right. Are some listeners, you know. The, the educated actors no, that are around. Let, let us know what primary colors are. <laughs> Can we do Would You Date This Profession? Yes. All right. Brewmaster. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hmm? A brewmaster? Oh, brewmaster. Yeah, sorry. Did I not? No, I, I was thinking brewmaster, and I wondered what that person would did. be interesting as well. Brewmaster, does that mean? Artisan brooms. So that means someone that makes craft beers? Craft beer, a craft beer man. Um, I don't know. Is he from Williamsburg? No. Okay. He's from Portland. Oh, that's better, though. You think? Um. All right. <laughs> I feel like they're kind of equivalent. <laughs> I haven't spent much time in Portland. Um, yeah, I mean, off the bat, I would say, yeah. I don't know if there's any we're contingencies. No, no, we're just easing our way in. We, you know. Yeah, a brewmaster probably is someone who cares about his craft. I'm sure he sure does. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He's got a new, like, Halloween, Uh-oh. I don't know, a root ale. Oh, okay. Like, like made pumpkin- from... Parsnips, yeah, it's uh, it's like it's a, a it's a gourd. It's like gourd. Like, oh, that's still not. Gourdery. If he's committed, it's not bothering me. Good, I like it. I like it too. What does committed mean? Like, what if he's not? What if it's a hobby more than a money making enterprise? Ooh, good oh, good question. Oh, that's well. I don't. I think people with hobbies, I like that too. I don't really have any hobbies, so I think. That's still so far, yeah. But you're you're going to support him because you know he wants us to become a, a business one day. But oh, but right now it's just a hobby. He's making it in his in his. Kitchen. But I will be supporting his hobby, well, his his well, venture. How else is he going to pay for it all? Yeah, yeah, he has to pursue his passion. That becomes an issue, I think. He has to pursue his passion. But if you like the beer, I mean, do you believe he's in the amazing? Product? In Maybe bed. If I believed in the product, and he's amazing in bed. He can have fifteen dollars. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm still okay with that. Yeah, right. if the beer's very good. The beer is, yeah, yeah, these are some hits or misses in there. Okay. <laughs> the the gorderine for Halloween. Ah, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, what about psychotherapist? Oh, God, I don't think so. I don't think so. But he does a little bit of stand-up on this. <laughs> Definitely not. Frustrated stand-up psychologist. No way. I thought actually that would make it better. <laughs> like at least if he could laugh. I always feel like that idea would be like super patronizing. Like, you know, the whole like, babe, I know why you're stressed. And it's like, you don't fucking know me, dude. 
get the fuck off my back. And he's like, but no, remember when, like, I know, like, you're upset right now. Like, anyone telling me, you're upset right now. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't, I couldn't. And also, as a stand-up comic, like, open mic night, I don't know, it would be excruciating, I think. No, he just rehearses in his house. (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying no. No. He built a little platform in his basement. God, no. I would love that, actually. That would be amazing. Really? I, I, I've always had a dream of, like, an amphitheater where I oh, force... Oh, that part like, would be cool. Where you force people to perform? Yeah. That's like, so- original material. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you say? You want to come back over after today? I actually maybe would do that. <laughs> if I put together five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a professional poker player. Yeah, I would. Why? That was so immediate. Because um, I I don't know. That world seems really interesting to me. Why? Well, because like, they're, they, they have to work really hard. It's not just luck and they really calculate that mathematically, like how much they can afford to win or lose per year. They make their living doing that. Are you good that. at poker? No, I, one day I was good because I won. I was on that show a long time ago, that celebrity poker show. I remember that show. Yeah, and I won the whole thing. I won hundred grand for my charity, which is absurd because I'm not amazing. that good of a poker player. It was amazing, and I was terrified the whole time. And I just strictly played by the rules. But it's hard, and I, it's fun. And like to make your living doing that seems like I don't know. It's just kind of a fringy part of the society, which is interesting to me. I just wonder if like um, somebody who's very skilled at maintaining a facial expression that you can't read uh and to me that's just me you wouldn't find them trustworthy uh um, i don't know but what if you don't find anyone trustworthy anyway yes exactly <laughs> yep so then it's not a problem for me i don't have issues or anything <laughs> um okay what about a truck driver um that seems like a very stationary job. I'm not judging. What do you mean? They don't get to move around very much. Oh. Reading their bodies. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. But here's the thing. He works out at every rest stop. Okay. Is that a code for something? <laughs> <laughs> He's super sexy. Okay. It's like, you know, I don't know, Kurt Russell-y. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, calls you all the time. Yes. I don't know. Maybe... And maybe I can go with him sometimes. Exactly. I was going to say, maybe he's a good enough lover that you're like, fuck Hollywood. I'm going on the road with you. And especially if he's got a tricked out those thing where they have like a bed in the back and all that stuff. Yep. And we could go to like Mm -hmm. Mount Rushmore. Yep. Oh, he loves it. He loves loves (laughs) a president made of stone. So do I. (laughs) It's good. Are you guys- Am I saying yes to everybody? Am I like so, so cheap? No, no, I said no, no, no to the shrink. I said yeah. no to the shrink. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Listen, your truck driver man mm-hmm. may be familiar with a couple of, uh, I don't know, whorehouses in Nevada, but it's not a big deal because his second cousin works there. So Why is that? How does that ameliorate the... I'm just saying, I just didn't what know. What does the like- second cousin do? The second cousin, uh, she's a prostitute. Had, um, and is that who he who he hires? His no, second cousin? No, 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 no. That's just plot. what he tells you. Oh, you know, it's like, oh, we got to swing by here because oh, because we, I'm visiting you my, know, my second and cousin. He makes this like 
homemade jam out of like bingleberries or something. Yeah. I'm losing interest in him. Expects it like every Thanksgiving instead of using cranberries, I'll use bingleberry jam. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's like, babe, here's what we got to do. We got to just make a quick drive by. I have to say no then, no. To the Pussy Willow. Have you ever been to one of those? Have I ever been? Like in Nevada, that kind of... No. Yeah, but you you're don't asking want me to. like that you've been there. Tell me about it. I have. Tell it, me. It's, What's it's it like? Where, why were you there? What are you talking about? <laughs> because I was very... And I'm still very interested in making some sort of piece about Heidi Fleiss. I'm, I'm really kind of very interested in her life. Which you're young, but do you remember Heidi Fleiss? Yeah, I love you for saying that, but yes, I do. Yeah. And I have a lot of thoughts about this, but go on. Yeah, well, she did this other thing. I, I don't mean when she was young when it all happened, but she was when she was sort of in her mid-40s, she tried to open a, a brothel for women, a stud farm that had yeah. male prostitutes that women would come to. And they made a documentary about her trying to open the stud farm, and it didn't really work out. But I, I thought it was a fascinating story. So I, I met Heidi to try to talk to her about possibly like getting the rights to try to do that. I love that idea. Yeah. And so she lives in about an hour and a half outside of uh, Las Vegas. And I went to visit her and, you know, she's like an animal activist now. She has like, she rescues parrots, giant parrots from people that abuse them. She's amazing. That seems like a very loud household. Dude, (laughs) you can't even imagine. It's like the shrieking. I don't know how she does it. I mean, I don't know how she lived because they all live in the house with her. It's crazy. But she's very passionate because the birds live to be like 80. So people buy them and then die and the birds are stuck in a cage. And so she's very passionate about it. But she knows still a lot of players in that area. And she was like, do you want to see? I think we went to the cherry patch or I think we went to we went to one brothel there that a friend of hers ran. And how did it uh, feel to you? Like it feels uh a little harder than uh, it's it's not uh, glamorous. I, was, I don't want to make thinking, anybody feel bad no, 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 about no, no. what they do for I, it's just no, a, no, it's, I, a, it's a rough it's rough. I was thinking recently that that we should legalize prostitution. It might be better for the women. Doing I know that's what as yeah. I, I don't know, and I guess it's sort of like a long, complicated conversation. But the morality shaming mm-hmm. feels counterproductive to. You know. The actual problems. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so it was just in a lot of women who are younger. It's just not, I don't want to be a come all serious during this, but it, it's not, it's not a place you want to hang out in or I yeah. would want to hang out in. Everyone's very nice. It's just, yeah. you know, they're double wide trailers strung together. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Well, it's, oh, yeah. Sorry. All right. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. I love Heidi. Moving on. And she doesn't do that anymore. She now takes care of birds. But, uh, well, anyway, this is a longer conversation between us okay. as well. But there's, like, anytime I think you're in an industry where you feel like a small business within oneself, there's a degree of sort of uh, selling. But, oh, um, uh, I see. I see the comparison. Yes. You, you right. know, it, it, it's like... Right, if you pulled everything apart and sort of really yeah. looked at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, what about this? Yeah. <gasps> a restaurant manager... Mm, I think that they work all the time, right? I think, yeah, I put, have in parentheses here, very long hours. And I feel like when I was a waitress in the 80s, they all had somewhat of a drug problem. <laughs> Every manager I had. So I don't know if I'd be so into that. So then you decided to go into entertainment? Yeah, so I decided to go into entertainment. 
But yeah, they, I think restaurant work is really hard. I think, you know, all of the, all of these questions are silly, but they're also dependent on specific personality. Mm-hmm. But can I ask you then a challenge? Yeah. What would a profession be that you would date? What would be your ideal hmm. profession? I don't know. I don't, I tend not to think like that too much because it's sort of like if I like someone, it's just, I like them. Uh, do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I don't try, I don't try, I yeah. generally don't yep. think in like yeah. this box, in this box, and yeah. this box needs to be checked. Unlike um, me. Really? So what professions do you like? Well, actor? You, oh, yes. well, there's only one I think that's successful, which is uh, a man who builds canoes. <laughs> By himself <laughs> on a lake. <laughs> that sounds perfect. I'll take that too. <laughs> he makes an awesome bison stew. I was just going to say, and he has a bow hunter and he eats what he kills and it's total ethical slaughter. Yep. And then he builds community. Doesn't talk a lot. No, but then, makes a nice fire. We can get him to open up when. <laughs> He's like, you. I've never loved anyone like you. And he's like, oh my god, your body is so warm, so hot. And it's like, well, maybe you've never seen a body before, but God, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that's just okay. That's that. I'll take that one. <laughs> the canoe builder. Canoe builder. In yeah. None of it. Which is a new territory. It's not new anymore, but it's, I guess like it's a new territory. Well, relative. I, What's a new territory? I love none of it in in. It's in um, northwestern Canada. Oh, oh, oh! And they oh. call it none of it. Really? Yeah. Mm, huh. None of it. Anyway, your truck driver is gonna drop you off on his way to Anchorage. Little does he know he made a big he mistake. He made a big wrong turn <laughs> because our canoe builder. That's right. Was right there at the. One store. Well, I... T- picking up supplies. <laughs> picking up supplies. <laughs> um, I just <laughs> volunteered in Greece at a refugee camp last summer. Um, I did too. Did you? No. Oh. <laughs> just to sound as good as you are. <laughs> it's not even... I'm not good, but it was really... Did you perform monologues? No, we did put on a play, though. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's amazing. They must have loved that. Well, the I mean, why residents did, I say that did that's it. That's so patronizing. Like, But I would no, imagine they like, entertain, like, I don't no, know, it's a, like, It's, creative. like, incredibly boring. There's nothing to do there. They can't go anywhere. They're not, they don't, they can't move, leave there. Do you know what I it's mean? So and there's nothing up. to do. And they're just waiting to get cleared or not, or get sent home. I mean, all these people that are just... We're all the same. But I went with a, b- a bunch of theater people from New York, and, and we cast the residents, the community, in the play. Um, and oh, they that's put on incredible. This play. Yeah, and there was music and dance, and, and the residents came to see it. It was really great. It was a, it was a very great experience. What did you... It was The Tempest. Oh, my God. But it was God. a very, very, very shortened down... It was about 35 minutes long, and we made the Shakespeare into a little bit more colloquial English, and then we translated that into Arabic. So it was done in Arabic. Wow. It was really beautiful. It was great. We're going to go back again next year. Really? Yeah. You want to come? I guess I do. Okay. What should we put on? August, September. I don't know. Let's do Anything Goes. Okay. (laughs) Maybe a musical. 
Take me back to Manhattan. You know what? That's my, maybe a musical's a good idea. I don't know. It would be kind of fun. Let's do some tap dancing or something. Uh, yeah. There I, was a dancer I, there. We had fun choreographer, composer. It's good. But I was saying, I met lots of interesting people who do that kind of work. Oh. Those people are kind of really interesting. Yeah. People. You mean the nonprofiters? The nonprofiters. Or even if it's your job, you know, working for an NGO. Not yeah. Government, uh, yeah. No, that's, like, that's sexy. That's sexy to me. It's sexy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that there's a that's a box I would check off. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right, so we are ready for calls now. We're going to start by calling Amanda. Go ahead and dial her. And Amanda is in Chicago, and she's 30. Hello? Hey, Amanda. Hi. Hi, Amanda. It's Hi. Anna. It's Maura Tierney sitting next Hi, to Hi, Anna. Maura Am Tierney I supposed is to with us? Absolutely, of course. <laughs> okay, sorry. Hey, Amanda, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for um, answering it. So, Amanda, there's a situation happening with your husband and his siblings. Explain everything to us and tell us what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's not a huge deal, but it's something enough that has just like been on my mind since it happened. Um, but about a week ago, uh, my husband came up to me and wanted to know if it would be okay if he could plan a trip with his brother and sister. They wanted to go to Iceland for like a week. So I said, of course, go, because I think it's important that, you know, siblings hang out together. Um, so I said, yes, that's fine. Um, and then just to add to the story, we have a one-and-a-half-year-old at home, and then I'm pregnant again, and we're due in January. So the whole plan was his mom was going to take off. That week they all went, and then she was going to stay with me and the kids at home just so I had some help for that week. And then the constellation was that I would get my own vacation wherever I wanted, like without him, without, I could go wherever I wanted with whoever. So that was the whole plan and it was fine. And then siblings were over and they were planning it and about to buy their tickets. And then I come to find out that both his brother was bringing his girlfriend and his sister's bringing her boyfriend. So it's not a siblings trip anymore. 
they already all got their tickets. Even if I wanted to go, I couldn't because it's way too soon for me to go anywhere after just giving birth. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the big issue. And then I brought it up after they had left. I was just kind of stewing over it after I heard them all talking about it. And I just brought up to my husband that, well, you know, so much for a sibling's trip at this point. And then he overreacted and, of course, got all dramatic and was like, well, I'm not going to go anymore. You know, you're making me feel guilty, which I didn't make him feel guilty. I think that was just his own guilty conscience coming out at that point. Um, so, you know, like we argued about it for a couple of days. And at first I was more upset about the fact that I just blatantly wasn't included almost. And then I got to be more angry that he didn't understand why I was upset, why I was mad that everybody else was going now but me. So, I mean, and at this point, I've kind of gotten over it, but I'm still mad about oh, it. Oh, Amanda. Okay, first of all, I completely understand. Right? Okay. Yes. Oh, my then God. I didn't yes. know. Am I, That's why I was am silent. I being I was crazy like, or no. like, am I being nope. annoying? Nope. No, 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 no. And I'm not advocating more um, confrontation necessarily, but I do want you to think about, okay, uh, are you close with either of his siblings? Yeah, I am. But both of them, obviously more so his sister, but. So who do you think instigated this idea? You know, I don't know. Like, I, I'm almost, I was mad at my husband first for not speaking up and being like, hey, uh, you know, Amanda's not going. Maybe, maybe we shouldn't invite everybody else. And I know men, no offense, Sam, I know men can sometimes be clueless and not just, you know, not think of that. So then I thought, well, maybe his sister would be like, hey, she's not going. Why are we all doing this? So, yeah, I don't know who instigated it. Well, well and, and not that I, I don't, I'm not advocating that you explore that necessarily, but um, I do think, um, yeah, that not to add gasoline to the fire a little bit of your emotions, but I think it's. I think it's pretty fucking in, inappropriate. Like, I, I right? It's, like it's just kind of crappy. And why? Why Iceland? Is there like a? Is there an argument for sort of a family heritage thing? Or has your husband always dreamed of going to Iceland? Or did the siblings? Or we went before, like a couple of years ago. So he just wanted to go back. And he has more of a personality where he's always itching to go somewhere. Where I'm, you know, more content just hanging out. But that's not to say that I don't want to go places. Of course. I do, and we do, but... What does your husband do? You don't have to tell us exactly, but does he... Oh, yeah. No, he's um, he works um, at Starbucks, a uh, manager. All right. And the, the reason why I ask is I just don't want to, um, if there's like an income issue or whatever, but I think that maybe you have to tell him, your husband, like, listen, I want you to be able to to explore the world, I want to explore the world. But you have to understand that this trip will be something that that will just be hard for me to get over and forgive you for because Absolutely. I'm in, you know, like I'm pregnant and I, I want to do these things too. I desperately want to do them. And I did, I told him that like almost, uh, almost exactly. Well, because he doesn't want to get it. It's strange. This is strange that uh, any man, I mean, I'm just, I just went through this whole pregnancy. I mean, any man that would want to leave his wife right now who's, who's well, pregnant. I mean, it doesn't, 
It just doesn't make any well, sense. Well, and his excuse is like, well, it's not I'm leaving you when you're pregnant because it'll be March and the baby will be there or whatever. My mom's going to have you and you're going to be or whatever. Whatever his bullshit is. No, sorry, I don't mean to get all passionate. On, yeah. no, but no, I do, no. Amanda, <laughs> because I do think this is bullshit. Um, I think that I worry that he right now, probably just like you, but in a different way because your body is like physically trapped but I worry that he's feeling like what else is out there and and not necessarily in terms of cheating or anything like that, but to not have uh, the maturity to view this time as a particularly vulnerable time in your marriage and in your life is disconcerting to me. I don't like it. And fuck, it's a sticky I mean, situation. Here's the thing. There's two things at play right now. There's the fact that he'd be leaving his wife who's pregnant with... Well, but she'll, 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 she'll have the baby, she'll, right? Because they're going to March. Right, but still, if she's still right, pregnant. Right, right. It's not, oh, yeah, that's yeah, not, yeah. I mean, it's still the fact yeah. that she, like you said. I and mean, the fun of planning a trip and knowing that you, I mean, that's really fun to plan a trip. Amanda so, has to yeah. listen to them be all excited about it while her body right. is like harvesting. And then the siblings, of course, bringing their significant others. So, and he, the fact that he doesn't understand that, that this doesn't make any sense. That doesn't compute with me at all. I don't think, even if they didn't, it wouldn't compute with me. Well, how has your relationship been otherwise with him? I mean, it's great. Yeah, there's, I mean, it's fine. It's perfect. There's really no major issues besides, you know, your normal everyday kind of stuff. Why but, is it so important for him to go on the siblings trip right now? Like I said, I know he always gets an itch and he wants to go somewhere. And that's fine. But I don't why it had to be in March. I don't know, uh, probably because that's when flights are cheapest, <laughs> because it's off season. I don't like that he gets a free pass with this caveat of like, well, you can go wherever you want for a week by yourself. It's like, well, first of all, that's probably never going to happen. Second of all, no, wouldn't you want to be with me? probably won't happen for a while. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's like, the, and that's like his excuse. And it's like, come on, dude. Of course, you know that that's not going to happen. So that's why you dangle that thing. Like, do you really think you can take yeah. care of the two kids right. for a week? Why I'll I go to fucking Hollywood to visit my new best friend, Anna Paris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gladly. Yeah. All right. That's a sweet revenge. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. No, no. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to like stoke... Anger. Can I pause it one yes, uh, possible? I know. Why did I get that? I no, 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 no. I think everything you're saying is right. Well, because you're a mother, so I'm not. So I don't know that. Yeah. I mean, my only question, like right now, like where we kind of stand is we've both kind of gotten past it. Um, but I know they're obviously they're going to be planning the rest of their trip and I'm going to be in the room and I'm just waiting for someone to be like, oh, why aren't you going? Do I bring it up again? No, like you know, to his sister-in-law, I I am not one for confrontation anyway. So for me to even tell him about it and make it this big deal that it already was, like I'd hate to bring that up again. But I feel like I'm just so ticked off about it still that I might just be like, well, then say something really stupid. Hopefully, uh, wait, I don't. No, but. yeah, no, no. I I think keep keep your cards close to your chest a little bit because I bet that they've all talked about it. And your husband, while he he may be a, a fantastic guy, has probably said like, oh, yeah, well, Amanda can't come. So, you know, don't really ask her about it or whatever. But she's cool. She's cool. She told me she's cool with it. And yeah. Um, and so they probably, you know, they, they're making a conscious effort to not be like, oh, why aren't you going? Because they already they already know. It's all about sort of timing and and calm discussion. If I think it was but 
Mauro, you were going to ask a question that was probably more relevant. No, I don't know if it was. I, I was only going to ask, what is this, the relationship with the siblings? Does he get sort of bullied by them or pushed by, maybe it was supposed to be a sibling strip and one of the siblings was like, I'm bringing my wife and the other one was like, I'm bringing my wife. Like, does he, is he able to... That's why I want to know about the in, who instigated the trip. Right. Is he able to say, well, no, that's not the deal. You guys can't, like, what's their fam- family dynamic? No, yeah, definitely not. I mean, because he's the oldest one, so he's kind of the ringleader. Oh, oh. forget it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely not. Because <laughs> they kind of, you know, follow what he would say anyways, regardless. Um, so, yeah. I, what I does his mom part. think? Are you And are you close with his mom? I am, yeah. And that's why his mom was like, well, we'll, we'll go on our own trip. You know, which I would be totally fine with because I, I love my mother in law Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I, I would use her as a resource with this because she. I, I would, like, take her out to lunch if you can or just, like, request some alone time with her and just and tell her, like, you know, I know – like just what you said, like I really want to respect like siblings being able to be together and everything. And, and I understand the importance of that. And I know you raised such incredible kids and they're, and I want to respect how close they are. But I, but you know, as a mom, you must know that of course it sort of hurts my feelings. And of course I, I, I want, I want to feel included. So will you help, help me with this? Like, how do I, how do I not resent him? And, 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 you know, and if you're calm and rational and ask for her advice, that will go a long way with her. And she kind of has my same personality where we're both kind of, you know, I don't want to say meeker, but more calm in general. Right. I think she would understand and not make me feel yeah. weird about it. And yeah, because, because I think that even like the argument of like you get some free week by yourself that also feels like wait you don't want to like be with me yeah because like I would I would want to go with other people I mean you know what I mean it would just be fun to experience that with all of them no this is this is all on your husband at this point it's completely he needs to understand that it's probably not it's definitely not the right move to leave right now and i you know and i can understand where he's coming from from the standpoint of he wants to go on a trip with his siblings his siblings want to take their significant others because they want to go on this amazing trip to iceland together and he understands that he has a kid at home and another one on the way so someone has to take care of everything happening at home so 
It's a selfish move on his part. That's all oh, it completely, is. It's just completely oh, selfish. Completely, completely. So what he, but, should, but, he should examine that and say, look, I can't have everything. And I, right now, the move is to be with my wife at home. But here's the problem. And let the siblings Amanda go. Amanda cannot be the messenger on this. It either has to be like you and I, Sim. He, or, he should listen to this podcast. Then. Yeah, yeah. Or, or his really mom. Should. It's true because this is a scarring move. You are going to be feeling exceptionally vulnerable at that during that time after you just had a baby, and they're going to be whatever fucking Instagramming their whatever themselves in like a hot tub. I know because I know I, I'm not um, even gonna. I'm not going to want to hear anything about it. And I don't want to be salty about it either. And it, I'm telling totally, you, this will linger you know, for years. A lot inside, of I'll, be, I, I'll be pissed <laughs> inside. Exactly. And, and, and it will last for years. So your husband really has to examine this choice. I would be mad for a long he, seriously, just play this podcast back for him. Seriously, yeah, maybe that. Play it a few times for him. Truly, because Amanda, y- you are. Yeah, we'll see if he gets it then. <laughs> I don't mean to disparage him or anything, but he's he's not taking into consideration the long game. That's you, and that's your family, and completely understand the desire to travel. As do you. As does everyone, and to like get out and escape our lives for a minute, and if we get an opportunity and hang out with our fun siblings or whatever but really the timing could not be worse and he needs to know that and I, I do also think if you know if you do play the podcast back for him I would love I'd love to talk with him I'll be I promise I'll be gentle but um seriously let's get him let's get him yeah, on the show yeah I mean a gentle if, conversation with him but listen don't a couple of things use your mother-in-law as an ally and don't let him make you feel guilty for making him feel guilty. You know what I'm saying? He, like, like that's a that's an easy tactic that that people do sometimes. I was gonna say men, but then I'm a little broaden it out, whatever. But um, that that uh, it's like what? It's like it's in such an easy turn, and to to make you know somebody feel like shit when they're bringing up a pretty reasonable point. So, Amanda, I don't know, but I love you and thank you for calling him. Amanda, thank you so much. This is hard. I I know. I know. I know. I love it that you prefaced it by saying that this seems like a frivolous problem, but it's not. It's not. This is like, this is you. You're pulling all the weight here. I don't know how refundable the tickets are, but maybe it's like, dude, let's take me on a baby moon to Hawaii with the refund. Or I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a little drastic to suggest right now, but all elements of your relationship should be examined. And I just want you to protect your heart. And I so applaud you for for being an amazing mom. And yeah, well, I appreciate We're it. We're all on your side here, Amanda. Yeah. You're you're in the right here. And if he wants to talk to, honestly, I would. Oh my love god, that. I would love to talk to him. You know what? Get him on the phone. I'll Let's him talk to him. him. Yeah, I. Uh... I'll let you know. If will you email me I, and then I'm, I'm we're going to be really so nice. I, I promise we'll be really I nice. I promise. To yes, I promise. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Amanda, Thanks, Amanda. I love you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Congratulations on your baby. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. That's something. I don't know if I'm too proud. I don't know. It's something proud. I, I couldn't get. I I wouldn't be able to get over that. I think she's asking a lot of herself to just forgive it and move on and listen to them yeah. plan. And I'm, I mean, are men really like that? Because how does it not yeah. compute? 
for for me, it's it's completely obvious. Because it's like, oh, my mom. Because of all the, it's like, oh, my mom will help her out. Like, it's like, yeah, she can't go. What's the week? It's, it's not a big deal. And, and this is like my opportunity. Yeah, to but go who knows what the their dynamic is? Maybe it's like that all the time. I mean, I asked her if her relationship otherwise is great. It's she true. It that's is, true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I don't know. I just think it's trying to be like a saint. And uh, uh, and she's probably going to be pissed for a long time. <laughs> I would, wouldn't you? Yes. I'd be furious. Yeah. I would be like, like in 12 years from now, I'd be like, yeah. Iceland, do not bring up any country north of the equator. All right. Let's call Michelle. And do not bring up your brother yep. or your sister yeah. or your brother's girlfriend. Or your it would stew in me. Michelle is in Portland and she's 31. I remember my high school love. Went to Idaho on a vacation. I mean, I wasn't... Man, I fucking resented that shit. Hi, this is Michelle. Hi, Michelle. It's Sim. Hey, Sim. How are you? Doing well. Anna. Hey, Michelle. It's Anna. Hey, Anna. How are you? I'm great. And we're here with Mara Tierney. Tierney? Hi. Tierney. Tierney. It's all good. Oh, God, Michelle. <laughs> I've been fucking this up all day. She actually has no idea who she's sitting next to. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. People say my name Turney all the time. Turney? It's uh, it's Tierney, but people say Turney. It's oh, I'm so sorry. It's really you want, you want, you want to try so that part again? Okay. No. Nope. Fuck no. you. You try it. Sim. Uh, More Tierney. I yeah, know. Right. Yeah, I mean it's not that difficult. It's a little difficult. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, tell us what's going on with this guy that you met. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's kind of an Instagram dating question. Um there's uh, a guy who I knew from high school who I was kind of an acquaintance with, didn't know too well, but, you know, always kind of thought he was cute. Um, and we now follow each other on social media, um, kind of had a flirtation recently, back and forth. You know, he reached out, asked, said we should hang out, asked for my phone number, but has just kind of been like very slow moving um, in like actually making a move. Um, so he'll like send a message, but then like wait two weeks and you know, then after my number and wait like another two weeks to actually text me and it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, so I'm just kind of thinking about how long I should like give him to pursue me or if I should just like move on and not worry about it. Well, what, what, what do you, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think that you, I think that my gut reaction is that you should move on, but what do you, what attracted you to him? Like actually, actually like knowing his background and knowing we come from similar families and similar backgrounds and values and have similar interests. Um, and then just like a physical attraction. Do you think that he's in a relationship and that's why he's been kind of avoidant? I was thinking about that. I was wondering if like, yeah, he seems interested, but it's just been like, he's been so slow moving. Can you tell us what he wrote to you? We'll, let's, let's try and decipher what he texted. Um, I like this. Yeah, it just, I responded to something he had posted, a, a concert that he went to with a band that I like, and I just wrote, like, look fun, like, jealous, with, like, a little heart, and he wrote back, it was so good, like, where have you been, um, and then he said we should hang out, uh, I said, yeah, I'd love to hang out, and then he waited, like, a week and then asked for my number, and then waited, like, two weeks before he texted, and it was, like, in the middle of the night, like, it just, it didn't feel like... He was like serious about it. What does he do? And he's in the area. You don't have to tell me what he does, but he's in the area. Michelle? Maybe he called her and she just took the call while we were talking. <laughs> yeah, maybe, that would be amazing. <laughs> That's good. 
Hi, you reached the voicemail. Maybe we call Michelle back later. No, or, let's, or, we, or we just finish he, the advice using, without her. Uh, yeah, well, we just have to finish it. I think that it could be somebody that's um, pretending to be this dude. No, it's not, Anna. Why? It's just this dude who's probably dating other girls. Right. She needs to just move on and realize that this guy is just just feeling things out. Maybe the girl that he was dating at the time a week ago, he stopped dating, so then he yeah. reached out to see if, yeah. if he's available. Yeah. He's swiping online yeah. on, on Tinder. I hate it when guys go under the assumption of like this stupid volleying text. Like, what's up? It's like you're putting the ball in right. my court. Well, not mine, but... <laughs> 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 for a number of reasons but 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 that we get that a lot from callers that it's like what do i do when the the questions are so fucking vague that it's like well i don't know like you're like do you want me to text you like i would like to suck your dick tonight <laughs> like what the fuck the dialogue is too vague it leaves the empowered party completely empowered yeah, because everybody's sort of afraid, too, I think, or a lot of people are. But I, I do think that there's, like, this communication over sort of social media and texting that it doesn't feel fair. It's like not even playing yeah. fields, mm-hmm. you know? In this situation, he needs to either sack up and ask her out, or and she just needs to move on. She should already yeah. have moved on at this yeah. point. Yeah. One week in between. She, well, that's I mean, he, 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 she mm-hmm. gave She gave him her number, right. and he never contacted right. her. At that and point, it's like, you know what? At that point, right. why would you ever want to be with a guy that... Right. At that is, point, you know, I would say forget Yeah, exactly. I mean, so yeah. she should as well. Yeah. This guy is not yeah. worth her time. Uh, as simple as that. No, or no. she and, should say, do you want to hang out? Either take right. the initiative or just forget it. Because right, she's, she was going to ask that. She was going to ask if she should... Should she ask him out? At this point, I don't think she no, should. I don't think so. This guy is not worth her time. I think she's already like not, not worth the time. I and agree. Uh, I but think this is an easy but one. Michelle already knows that. That's why she's probably calling this. You know, honestly, some people are new to online dating and they don't really understand. Sometimes they, they think I it's the protocol. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything yeah. about it. But, um, yeah. But I, one week or two weeks between texts is way too long. But don't you think that sometimes, like, the lure of, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but the lure of somebody who is kind of unavailable but yet dangles like a little bit of bait here and there makes them more attractive in one's own fantasy than they actually are. So you kind of get emotionally tangled up in something uh, without actually having anything there. Yeah. Your feelings are already hurt without actually knowing this person. Yeah. At first all. I was going to disagree, but you're right. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> I usually, <am>. <laughs> usually <laughs> just me being all cute over here. Like, <laughs> side of the sofa <laughs> all right so final advice for michelle is to um yeah don't text yeah, him again yeah, don't text him again okay no and if you agree if, Maura? yes walk on by I would yeah, say. yeah yeah and even if he does i uh, don't respond yeah and he, yeah it's not but but also recognize that if you do if your feelings are a little bit hurt because of the lack of communication understand that it's probably has nothing to really to do with who he is as a person it's just sort of the lame communication. It's true. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, I love you, Michelle, and I love you, dear listeners.
Oh, we got to plug all of our stuff. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh. I'm mm. really bad at that stuff. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Oh, you were a beautiful fun. boy. I've never done a podcast Which, before. Beautiful I don't boy. Like. Kevin, do you like it? I do. I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You just sort of chill. Totally Preach chill. to people. Yeah. In an annoying way. At least I do. <laughs> no. Well, wait. So, A Beautiful Boy is, is I saw the trailer and I saw yeah. the clip. Um, it looks incredible. It's a beautiful film. It's in Stephen... Timmy or amazing uh, and Amy Ryan it's very sad but it's it's in the end it's kind of a hopeful movie but it's all, all about you know drug addiction thank you Maura thank, thank you. you so much Maura thank you <laughs> <laughs>